0: Hello, you utterly amazing person. Welcome to Nourish Your Wellbeing with Becky of BB Holistic Therapy. In today's episode, I wanted to talk to you a bit more about self-care, what it means, how you can embrace it, and how I can encourage and empower you to start prioritizing yourself more and nurturing that self-care, which is crucial for your well-being. It's a funny term, isn't it, self-care? It's been bashed around for years All of us have different understandings and interpretations of what it means. But do you truly understand what it means? Put simply, really, it's anything that makes you feel like yourself again, in whatever form that takes. I think some people, when they hear about self-care, they think, oh, that means I need to go for a massage. I need to go and have my nails done. It's about having my hair done. It's about all of those things, really but it's also about building in these habits and investing in that self-care, how it refreshes your mind, your body, and your soul. So it's a whole host of things, isn't it? And I, for one, I think, you know, as a holistic therapist, as a wellbeing mentor, as a nurse, I've lots of different labels that I could get myself, really. But what I strive to do with my clients is to create those positive relationships for self-care, for self-compassion, for self-love and encouraging you to really nurture yourself in all your shapes and all your colours, wherever you are on your well-being journey. I know how hard it is to overcome those hurdles and to start making time to prioritise you. Let's work out some ways you can break through and start prioritising your self-care. So firstly, for me, it's about your emotional and your mental load. What do you carry day to day? How do you, if you like, discharge those thoughts from your head? How do you switch off? How do you process things? How are you coping? Okay, now for me, within that, there are lots of things that you can explore. It might be that you're someone who has a positive outlook, who focuses and starts their day with positivity with affirmations and carves out that time for mindfulness and meditation. I do these things because they help calm and set my intentions for the day. But within that, I like to journal and journal my thoughts and discharge them from my head. And I think a great piece of advice I was given years ago, when I first made the transition from working as a full time nurse in practice to going into higher education, I used to worry that I had to immediately respond to it, to all these emails from students that they needed me. I needed to respond to them right there and right now, no matter what time of day it was. And one of my dear colleagues said to me, you have to start thinking of our students, of your colleagues, like your patients, when you know you have done everything you can from them. Discharge them from your thoughts. Okay, I get it. I know how hard it is when you're moving day to day with work pressures. And there might be an email that you've sent and you think, oh no, I should have worded that differently. I wish I didn't quite phrase that conversation the way I did, or perhaps there's some change coming up at work and all the pressures are getting too much. We take the weight of the mental load. But what you have to do is trust in yourself. Know that you are doing your best every single day. And when you've done that, switch it off. If there's something you think, oh, I could have done that better, jot it down. Get that out of your head. And the following day, you can start again. That self-care, that self-love, that self-compassion for you. I think some days it can be incredibly tough. And I think I know many of you who listen to this podcast are mums. You've got the load of your children managing schools. Your children might be at multiple schools, secondary schools, doing exams, off to uni, preschools. There could be a whole host of elements within that, of the pressures that children have got going on in their lives. And so you naturally absorb that as you want to take away their pain and their suffering of their mental load and help to try and navigate them so that they can look after themselves more. But within that, you take on that burden, adding it to your work burden. And then what else is going on in your family life that you're taking on? We all have those things, let alone what is going on in our community and anything else. But within all of that comes you and you need to be the priority. Look after yourself. And the more you do that, the more you can look after those other things better. So when we break it down, how can we switch off our mental load? It's about exploring passions and being creative and getting your mind to look and focus on different things. Challenging yourself to learn something new. And that's so wonderful, isn't it? When we step out of that work world, when we step out of that mum world, when we step out of all of those commitments that we take on, carving out that time for you what are your passions what do you love to do for me I love cooking and actually one thing I'd like to do this year is more cookery days because it makes my heart sing I'm so happy when I'm cooking for my family and friends it's just my happy place and I love that and I love to get creative I love to explore new recipes and I feel like I'm continuously learning about nutrition and the impact it has on our health so is that something you love to do I also love reading exploring new things and just trying to understand new ways of doing things it might be that you're someone who's thinking about taking a new class going somewhere and trying something new then do it get out of your comfort zone make that time for you but within all of those things If you're someone who's struggling with the mental and emotional load that you are carrying, then perhaps it is also time that you seek professional support. It might be that you just need to go to your GP to talk about how you're feeling. It might be that you need to seek support from a counsellor. It might be that you need to seek support from a coach, from a hypnotherapist, whatever you feel is right for you. And sometimes it's hard to work it out and if I'm someone who can help you with that then let me know get in touch I think it's crucial as we progress on our well-being that we find the right people who can help us so don't be afraid to take that leap I'm certainly someone who has seen therapists and I think actually it's really healthy I think it's a great way of unpacking what's going on and helping us to resolve issues, perhaps from our past, that are feeding our current presence of life. But also, if you like, these things from our past can actually be holding us back from our future and where we want to be. And there's no harm in exploring that. Yes, it might be painful depending on your circumstances and your situation, but the more we overcome those hurdles, the more you're going to progress with your well-being, and you'll feel happier and healthier. So think about those aspects. What can you explore to release your emotional and mental load? And to think at the end of the day, what have I done well? What am I really proud of today? I do these things with my children as well and I love to hear what they say. Obviously it varies sometimes. Sometimes I get nothing but that's children, isn't it? But then other days we have really deep, enriching conversations and it's so fascinating to see their spark, to see their joy, to see what they're really proud of. We all have achievements to celebrate. So why not? As we move forward thinking about letting go of that emotional, mental load, the other area we need to look at within self-care is our physical care. And within that comes quite a few things. So it's not just about movement and exercise. Actually, I'm talking about the physical care of your body. Have you done a body scan recently? And what I mean is thinking about while you're listening to this podcast, how does your body currently feel? Just take a moment, mentally scan your body. Is there anywhere in your body where you currently have aches and pains? Is there something going on in your body that you've been ignoring for a long time? Oh, I must go and see the doctor about that. I'm not sure. I don't want to waste anyone's time. I don't want to feel like an idiot. I haven't got time anyway, so I'll just carry on. Is that you? Are you one of those people? Then what are you going to do about it? Be brave and take that time for you. You won't be wasting anyone's time. And actually, if you make that time to go and find out what's going on, then it will help give you the reassurance and it will help you moving forwards. Because one of the biggest things that stop us from nurturing ourselves, from looking after ourselves, is fear. So go think, have a real scan of your body and think about how it's feeling. See if you've noticed any patterns and see what you can explore. And don't be afraid to make an appointment with your GP if you need to and just try to understand what's happening but also within physical care it's about regular checkups isn't it it's about making sure that you go and see the dentist that you have regular oral health checks because When you think about what goes on in your mouth every day, what we breathe in, what we absorb, all the germs that fly around, how good are you at brushing your teeth and flossing? There's a lot that goes on there. And actually there's so much research about how much the mouth has an impact on our overall health. Oral healthcare truly impacts our health. So have a check-in. If it's been a long time, since you've been the dentist, then go, go and have a check-up. Can't do any harm. But also perhaps you're someone, you know, who needs to see an osteopath. I'm someone who would really advocate this because I'm hypermobile. I've struggled with my hips since I had my children. And having those regular check-ins with my osteopath makes sure that my body's in line and supports me and my movement. And it naturally then supports my well-being and ensures I'm able to do everything that I want to be able to. And if there's hurdles, it can be resolved. So why suffer? It's the same if you need to see a physio, whatever health professional it may be. Then take that physical care of yourself, focusing on your body. You know, if you're someone who has got aches and pains you might be a bit stressed and your muscles are tight. And actually what you could really do with is a massage. When was the last time you went for a massage? Do you actually realise the value and power of having a good regular massage? I've got a real call of clients who regularly come for massage to help manage their symptoms, to increase their movement and alleviate the stress and that tension. Because it's amazing. And while you're listening to this, just take note. How you are sitting. What are your shoulders like? Are they nice and back and relaxed, or are they rolled forward and slightly hunched up? If so, then you're carrying some form of weight, whether it's stress related, whether it's just tension, the emotional load of what's going on currently in your life. You are holding that there. And as a result, that is impacting your movement. It's impacting how well your body is functioning, and it's impacting your overall well being, your health, and your happiness. So why wait for things to go wrong? Start prioritising you and start nurturing that self-care. Do you know that having a massage is equivalent to eight hours of sleep? How incredible is that? There is fundamental research out there that demonstrates the phenomenal impact of this. And I for one love doing it. So if you're someone who needs a massage, then book in. Let me know. But the other part of physical care is thinking about how well you hydrate your body. And it's a conversation I have often with my clients. Most of them, I can tell if they're a bit dehydrated by their skin, how their appearance is. And you just get a general sense that they know they should be drinking more. And they just like, oh, Becky, I know I should be drinking more. I've got into a real bad habit. When it's cold, I don't fancy drinking as much. There always seems to be a bit of an excuse But actually, when you think about it, our bodies are at least 60% water, aren't they? My top tip is always make sure you carry a bottle of water with you. And when I'm at home, I've got a massive bottle. It's at least just over two litres. And if you come for a treatment with me or see me on my socials, you'll see my bottle and how much I drink regularly. I use it so I keep on track. And quite often, most days, I drink more than that. And in my water every day, I always have either a wedge of, lemon or lime and it's something that really helps to boost my hydration and lemon is absolutely fantastic for that not only when you have lemon in your water will it help your body hydrate quicker it's fantastic for your skin and it's also brilliant for your gut it really aids digestion so why not give it a try and explore push yourself to drink more if today you only drink one more glass extra than you did yesterday, brilliant, do it. There's you giving yourself self-care right there. And then tomorrow, challenge yourself to have an extra glass and see how it unfolds from there. Now the other aspects to look at your physical care is looking at your movement and your exercise you all know, and we hear it widely, the benefits of us moving our bodies regularly has a phenomenal effect on our health and our well-being. It improves how our bodies function, how we feel in ourselves, those bursting dolphins, and we know that it has an amazing outcome. Yet I know a number of us struggle to fit it in and do it. There can always be excuses that creep in, but it doesn't have to be complicated. It can be as simple as you going out for a walk and pushing yourself to do a bit more it can be as simple as you doing a gentle yoga flow it can be as simple as you boiling the kettle to have a drink and you could stand in the kitchen and do some squats whatever way you want to work in and build it up as long as it's regular and i personally would focus on doing some form of movement every day then that's a really good thing. And think about how much better you'll feel. No, I'm not saying it has to be high intense movement every single day, because I think it's really healthy that you get out and walk every single day. And then what you do on top of that is up to you. But it's about focusing on your strength. We know that the more we focus on strength and build our muscles, the better that helps our bodies. There's profound evidence on it. And if you're someone who needs help exploring what movement's right for you, first check in to see if there's any restrictions or reasons that you shouldn't be doing some form of exercise. Think about the things that you love to do. What makes you really happy? Now, I'm someone who loves swimming. I haven't been swimming for ages, but actually, that's what I'm going to start doing again. I'm going to start challenging myself and doing some more swimming. It might only be that I go once a week, but that's okay. I'm going to enjoy that and I'm going to embrace it as my time, my self-care. I'm also in the not-too-distant future going to start doing the Couch to 5K because that's a really safe, fun way to build up your strength, to build up your stamina, to build up your confidence and to really push yourself. Now, if you're someone who for whatever reason can't run or you have joint issues or pain issues that stop you from doing that, then why don't you use the Couch to 5K? As when you've got the sections where you want to do some running, is to just push yourself and do a slightly faster walk during that time. That's how you could do that. And there's nothing wrong with that. Whatever works for you. Maybe you've got someone in your tribe who wants to get out a bit more and be active. And you can go out for a walk together. Have a chat. If that works for you, great. Perhaps you've got some meetings at work and you're someone who's office-based, but actually you're craving some fresh air. Think about taking those meetings outside and going for a walk. The creativity and the wonders it will do for you are just phenomenal. have fun exploring what you can do in terms of your movement and your exercise. The other aspect that we need to look at when we think about our self-care is about ensuring you eat good, nutritious food. And just goodness, really, that feeds your body. And I'm sure you can really understand. And I'm someone who really understands how hard it can be to think, oh, what on earth should I feed myself? What should I feed my family? How do I work it out? I haven't got the time. I haven't got the energy, cost spiraling. How do I still ensure that I eat a healthy, balanced diet? Well, actually just break it down. My advice would be to not overcomplicate it. Planning ahead is really key. So I'm someone who menu plans. I quite often share what I'm doing on social media so keep an eye on my socials. If you don't follow me then have a look and you'll get some ideas. I'm also someone who's a great believer in batch cooking to make our lives easier and simpler. So a couple of times a month I do a real big batch cook, fill up my freezer with goodness and then I've got go-to meals in the week. When I know I've got busy days and we're going to be tired but we still want a good hit of nutrition and then we don't want to go for the lazy easy option. One pan wonders make life really simple and quite often what I do with my cooking now is more than ever I use frozen fruit and vegetables because it's so much cheaper than buying them fresh but there's fresh things that I always have, but more often than not, particularly when I'm doing batch cooking things, I want to do quick meals for the freezer. Frozen veg is like a go-to, is such a time saver. And there's so much you can explore within that. And again, you'll know if you're someone who's stuck for ideas, who needs some help and a guidance with your nutrition and understanding, where you should start, then reach out, seek support. I'm happy to have a chat with you. I'm not a nutritionist, but I do have a profound understanding of how we should eat. But I think it's a very individual thing. And it's also about what works for you. Thinking about how your body reacts, whether there's any issues, whether you're a diabetic. There are a whole host of things to explore. And I couldn't highly recommend enough Dr. Rupi. You know, the doctor's kitchen. He's a great place to start. I also love lots of Jamie Oliver recipes and I make tweaks and versions of my own things. The key really is with nutrition is cutting out the highly processed food, cooking from fresh, reducing your meat and ensuring you have plenty of fish, fruit, vegetables, an array of nuts. And I know it's overwhelming, there's a lot of information that I've just given you. But remember, like I've said before, your gut needs really good food. 90% of our serotonin, our happy hormone, is made in the gut. So the more goodness we feed it, the happier and healthier we will feel. The happier and healthier our bodies will work, and the happier and healthier our minds will be. So take comfort in that. That self care, that self care, it starts and ends with you other areas you need to explore within self-care is about your rest and relaxation. So like we said before we're not designed to be running on a hamster wheel all the time and I can see it in some of my friends in some of my clients and they're just going at 100 miles an hour all the time and constantly thinking that they need to be busy and that they can't stop, they can't slow down but you need to because if you don't you're going to like we've talked before you're going to suffer from burnout. We all need time to switch off, to relax, to unwind, to calm our bodies, and to calm our minds. So how do you unwind when it comes to the end of the day? When all the jobs are done, what do you like to do? When I get to that point, I love to get in my PJs. I love to get cosy and comfortable Sometimes and I've not necessarily had a stressful day but I've had a lot of things going on with clients who've got a lot of issues so I'm aware that I don't want it to absorb all of that. Then I have a bath and I calm down and I switch off that way. I will limit my screen time, I'll do a little mindfulness or meditation, a little gentle yoga flow and some reading. They're just some of the ways that I like to switch off and rest. You might have some new ones that you like to explore and do But it's about calming and preparing yourself so your body is relaxed and then it can feed into your sleep because sleep is critical for our bodies to rest to repair and to fight infection and we should be aiming for seven to eight hours every night and some days you know i go to bed quite early usually i'm in bed by nine ten o'clock at the latest that's how i work i'm not a late night person i'm an early riser and what works for me But again if you're someone who needs that help and support to figure it out how you work in your rest and relaxation how you can explore good sleep habits then seek out support come let me mentor you and work with you and how you can prioritize yourself how you can nurture that self-care how you can give yourself that more self-love that self-compassion to realize that you come at the forefront of everything because once you start to do that, your well-being will thrive. You as an individual will flourish. You will bloom, you will blossom, and your health and your happiness will just continue to shine. And ultimately, at the end of the day, what I want to do is to help you, to empower you, to support you, and to nurture you to be able to be the best version of yourself. So have fun digesting this one. Remember those takeaways. Do that body scan of how you're feeling. Think about the things that you need to address. Think about how you can alleviate and support your emotional and mental load. Think about your physical movement and whether perhaps you were overdue to see the dentist, the doctors for something. Stop keeping putting it off review what you're eating in your day-to-day life does it need tweaking how are you resting and unwinding how are you carving out that time for you and how is your sleep all of these elements are going to impact your well-being to so be inspired be empowered remember you are the sole owner of your well-being and whatever you are currently facing you've got this you can and you will be the best version of yourself. I really hope that you enjoy exploring that one. And if you need my help and support, then just pop me a message. I'd love to hear from you. And I'd love to hear how this one helps you to take care of yourself. Remember how utterly amazing you are and start nurturing that self care self-love and self-compassion. It starts and it ends with you.